What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. As everyone jumps in, this is a live, raw, unedited podcast available on all platforms. Welcome. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Today, I'm going to talk about Enoch's Alien Gods. Enoch's Alien Gods. Now, uh, why is this important? Why do I keep talking about this? Um, and why am I moving back heavily into the Enoch narrative going forward with the podcast? And here's the answer. I have no idea. I feel called to do this for some weird reason. Uh, somebody even told me the other day that I am the reincarnation of Enoch. And I'm like, whatever, that's a little far out for me. Um, but there is something that I'm like really drawn to the book. I'm drawn to the book to demystify it, to try to understand it and to reread it for everyone, for all of those in the back of the class from a intergalactic and interdimensional point of view and understand that what we're told, thank you very much. Uh, Mano says, I uh, love the shirt cup. Thank you very much, my friend. I make these actually. I don't make them for the masses, unfortunately. They take me like several hours per shirt to make. So um, I just have a handful of these tie-dye shirts that I love to wear around. So um, hopefully I'll do some more tie-dye designs. There's actually a really rad shirt on my t-shirt shop right now. Uh, Mano, if you want to check it out. Um, it's called, um, it has a, a revelation in the name. I can't remember what it's called. But, uh, oh yeah, Pyramid Revelations. Um, and it's, it's really, really trippy. It's like a really cool shirt. I did it on black and it's super bright colors. It's really rad looking, uh, probably going to order one of those for myself cause they're super, super cool. Uh, so go check that out. But, uh, that's one way you guys can support me. So I appreciate that. Um, so as we get going here, I'm going to jump into chapter two, uh, the calling of Enoch. This is from the book of Enoch, the book of Noah. And I'm going to, I'm going to read this and we're going to talk about it. One thing that I really want to preface this with is have an open mind. You may have heard the Enoch narrative in correlation with the Old Testament. I have gotten new data, new understanding, new downloads, new revelations that I really believe that I can and will prove in my lifetime that Jesus was not talking about the God of the Old Testament. He was not talking about the God in Enoch. He was talking about a completely different God. One that the Hindu tradition actually understands, the Brahman, the uh, the pure essence or source and unity that runs through all of creation, uh, that literally is in spirit and in truth. Um, and so that's what uh, I'm kind of on a mission to prove that, I guess. Like, um, you know, and can I prove it, prove it like on paper with data? I mean, yes and no. Um, it, it takes a lot of deconstruction and a lot of. Uh, especially if you grew up in a religious bent or uh, the Western churchianity, religiosity, uh, doctrinal, uh, dogmatic type system like I did, um, that's definitely, it's hard to deconstruct from that. And so uh, that's one of the missions that I'm here for, guys, is just to melt that doctrine and dogma off because you don't need it. It doesn't serve you. You start meditating, you start doing yoga. Um, you start actually stepping into a higher consciousness. You start realizing what this eternal being is and that it's not something that's like present within, um, within these, w what we're going to call alien gods. Now they might be 
manifestations or different characteristics of it as we see in like the Hindu tradition. Um, but somebody asked, what's my religion and my beliefs? Well, I'm, I was Christian and unfortunately I had to stop identifying as a Christian because of what the actual doctrine and belief is. Um, because unfortunately Christianity no longer, honestly, for 2000 years has not been what the message of Jesus is. The message of Jesus is prayer, fasting, meditation, unity with source, loving others, healing others, actually tapping into esoteric magic within the self. Um, it's very Eastern mystic. It's very much uh, what like the Magos, uh, the Magi, these Zoroastrian priests would have understood. Um, so that's and and so I would be considered a Gnostic, I guess. Um, and so that's kind of where I approach this. Um, because again, I grew up, I mean, like there, nobody was steeped heavier in religious tradition than me. Um, I grew up in, in what I consider a great church. Uh, I grew up Methodist. Uh, I even got to work within that church, uh, for many, many years. Um, and so I know like I've gone pretty deep into that and I just didn't find fruit there. I, I, I found myself still depressed, still anxious, still, uh, angry, still confused, still stuck in patterns that I absolutely hated. Um, and I just didn't find fruit there. And so I started finding fruit in these Eastern, uh, traditions, the yoga, the meditation, the idea of Brahman and Atman. Um, I, I've done a lot on that. I even have a whole course now dedicated to really combining like all of these different traditions from different parts of the world and, and history and building them into something that we can actually all meditate on and actually activate every day and actually go through. Um, and that new course is called Charisma. A lot of you guys have signed up for it. Thank you very much. Uh, it's on sale right now for 29 bucks a month if you guys want to support me. These platforms are forcing me to do this, by the way. Okay, I have had, and I'm not kidding, guys. Uh, I'm just going to be honest about this on Facebook. I have had literally hundreds of thousands of new likes and comments in the past week on Facebook alone. And I've grown and I'm not kidding by 10 followers on Facebook. Something is suppressing my message. Something dark is here. It is coming against me and others like me. I am a light worker and a mystic. You ask what religion I am. I don't have time for religion. Nobody does right now. In the timeline we're in, you don't have time for religion. And I'm just going to be honest about that. Um, it, and it's not against any religion. I love everyone, all walks of life, faith, tradition. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep going to church where you're going. But wake up. Wake up and step into your power. Step into your gifts. You may have been psychic from when you were a kid. And the church has told you no. That's an evil gift. And I'm here to tell you and give you permission. Use it. Use it. Use it. Step into it. It's time. It is time. Autumn says, I'm the same. Absolutely. Uh, Bumble says, yes, indeed. It's spirit more than religion. Amen, my friend. By the way, I love your name. I can't read that live, but I love it. That's awesome. Um, so thank you for being here. Um, FAA asks, what is my message? Um, my message is this. Every day, I'm going to show up twice a day. I'm going to pour light into the world. And whatever these platforms do to suppress me, I'm going to increase my output. I will increase my output more and more and more. Right now, I'm doing 10 videos a day. I just went from ten, uh, from four to five videos a day. Now I'm doing 10. I did 11 yesterday. 
um, plus two live streams a day. I am going to completely flood the airwaves with my message. And no one will have any excuse for not hearing it because it's going to be out there over and over and over. Then I'm going to hire help when I get to the point where I can hire help. And we're going to take these podcasts and cut them up into 10 minute episodes. It is going like my haters are going to be sick of me. The dark forces out there are going to be sick of me. And the people that love what I'm doing are going to be so appreciative that, that I'm all they see over and over and over and over. Uh, Autumn says, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. I do this full time and these platforms, um, at first were making it kind of easy to do it full time. And I had a lot of blessing, a lot of favor on my side, blew up just wildly, um, and got like a ton of followers and, um, was able to step into this, um, literally gave up my whole business for it, everything. And I'm like, this is wild. This is working. This is going to be good. And then now here we are at the beginning of the year and I'm in the season of like these platforms literally are suppressing my message. Uh, I even got notifications from all these different platforms. Like if you want your lives to be seen, uh, be sure and ask for gifts. And by the way, you get a certain percentage of the gifts. And I'm like, oh, so basically rather than running ads, they want to get paid through the gifts that you guys give. And thank you if you give gifts because that helps. That helps push this out. You give stars or donuts or hats or whatever, or like super chats or whatever these platforms have. You guys give those gifts, uh, even, you know, a couple, 20, 30, 40 bucks per live stream basically shows these platforms what's up. And depending on what platform I'm on, I get anywhere between like 99% of that and like 50% of that. So thank you guys. Uh, if your message is Christ centered, you'll succeed. Thank you, FAA. Um, I, I would say it's Christ-centered in the non-religious tradition. Like, I think Christ was a universal... I think Jesus was a universal yogi guru. Um, he brought a message of truth. I think he was literally an incarnation of an extraterrestrial entity and race. And he basically came to enlighten humanity, and they killed him for it. Um, and And I think that that entity continues to incarnate. Even Krishna says that he incarnates in every timeline where he's needed. Um, and so like Krishna, Christ, Buddha, like, I think it's all like the same energy, the same entity. I don't know. Like I, but I'm a Jesus follower because I think that it's like the most transcendent message and the most universal, like you can apply it to any religious tradition and it makes sense. And it actually enlightens. Now, unfortunately, when you actually follow the message of Jesus, it requires like a deep deconstruction of whatever religious tradition you're a part of. Like, that's what kind of sucks about it. Like, you start questioning, well, like, what about this God of the Old Testament? And like, well, what about the stuff in Enoch? And like, what? Uh, and so I'm going to share some stuff today that I think is going to be like just mind opening for a lot of us. And I put this guy in the background. This is this great throne that we hear about all the time, this big blue uh, energetic throne and a portal behind it. And like, we see this imagery in Enoch. We see it in revelation. We see it in like the Ezekiel visions. Uh, what's up Merle? How you doing? My friend, I hope you're having a beautiful day, brother. Um, let's see. Uh, you look like you got bullied in high school. Yeah, absolutely. I did. Um, actually I was homeschooled in high school. I got bullied in elementary school and then I ended up homeschooling, uh, for literally most of my childhood. So, uh, which there were some good, bad and ugly that came with that. I won't air all that dirty laundry right now. 
but uh, yeah, but you know, it, it was good for me. Like it pushed me into places that were uncomfortable. I got to do theater, got to grow up on stage and backstage and, and really prepare for uh, what I'm doing here. So, uh, so I'm very grateful for all of it, all the good, the bad and the ugly. It, it brought me to where I am. So, uh, but thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. Um, so this dude in the background here, um, is, is basically what's being described like all through Enoch is like this holy one, this great one. Um, it's basically what he's calling God. Um, there's a lot of prophetic things within the book of Enoch talking about light coming into the world. People theorize that that's actually talking about Jesus. Um, but if you look, um, it, you know, it can also be kind of attributed to these, um, these shiny ones, um, and really like Yahweh, Yahweh cloaking himself in light, bringing light to the Israelites, uh, leading them through the desert, like doing these things for the Israelites, um, and bringing light back into the world, into the people and salvation. He, he talks about himself, uh, being the only one that people are saved through, but then Jesus is, uh, Jesus brings like a totally new way. Um, again, you're not going to hear this from the pulpit, by the way, like you're just not because they're so deeply programmed into making sure that Jesus is the son of Yahweh when there, I don't see a lot of evidence for it. In fact, I see a lot of evidence against it. I'm going to share some of that. Um, Jesus talking about, you know, does a father, does a loving father give his child a snake when he asks for a good gift? And then literally Yahweh in the old Testament gives snakes when the Israelites want help and they're biting their heels and Moses had to make an idol for people to look at like, and we can speculate all day long and go, yeah, this is just prophecy. It's like telling this esoteric story. And you know, this is how the Israelites, but again, I'm here to tell you, like I literally think Jesus was basically coming against the God in the old Testament and going like, I'm, I'm here to bring a new way. I'm telling you guys, like, I'm not here to like tear that system down. Cause he said, put new wine in a new wine skin so they can both survive. Like, he wasn't there to like replace it. He was offering like a whole new way. And I think that that's what we have to remember. And we keep trying to mix them, like quit mixing them. Why are we putting, why are we putting old wine in a new wine skin and new wine in an old wine skin? Cause it's just ruining both of them. Right? Like, let's just, let's do what he said and actually keep them, keep them in their own vessels. And I'm, I like the new wine. That's what I follow. So that's just for me, but what's up, Heather? How are you doing, my friend? Um, so chapter two, calling of Enoch here. Um, it says, and in those days, Noah saw the earth and that it had sunk down and its destruction was nigh. Now, r right away in, in verse one here that it had sunk down. Uh, like, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like flood water sinking down? Like I, my interpretation of this is it had sunk down in vibration. Like it's in 3d now instead of 5d. It was, it was beautiful. It was this awesome place. And now it's like sunk down into this low vibration, low consciousness. Everything's hard. Soil's hard. Hearts are hard. Like everything is just really stuck in this low vibration. That's my interpretation right off the bat here. You can take a different one. So um, so why not say the same about Satan? Uh, why just Jesus? Hector asks, uh, that's a really good question. So I believe Jesus is Lucifer. That's my belief. Um, and that's uh, a lot of people have like a guttural reaction. Bleh, no, no, that's blasphemy. No, that's Herod. Think about it. 
like Lucifer is never like he's very very little talked about actually within the biblical canon. Lucifer was tied to Satan um, by a lot of like the Roman Catholic priests and a lot of different sermons and theological understandings through the centuries. And so if we actually look at Lucifer as a light bearer, um, like you think about it and like it's alluded to that he's like coming against God, right? Well, is that not what Jesus is doing against a certain God for sure? And I mean, the, the that God that made himself as high as the mountains and as high as the stars and like cloaked in light. And it says that even Satan uh, disguises himself as an angel of light. And, and we literally have that language. Like it's all there. It's literally all there guys. Um, and, and that's where the message of Jesus, like, I don't believe it can save if we don't understand what it is. Like, you know, you go into church and saying an incantation with the name of Jesus doesn't to me, it, it didn't do anything in my life. It didn't change my life, guys. Like, I'm just telling you. Uh, and so my whole theory on Jesus is Lucifer. He's supposed to bear light within you. And I'm going to tell you right now, i got a buttload of light within me. Um, and I, I feel it. I meditate on it. I know it. I know I have a higher calling. I'm, like, fired up about this. And this is not, like, a righteous, fired up, like, I'm a preacher kind of thing. Like, this is like, dude, I know... I have a light in me. Like I know that the Christ in me is something totally different than what all these people think it is. And what we've heard for centuries from sermons and from doctrinal theology that it is. And I'm telling you, it's something different. I experience it different. I believe it's different. And that's why this message is very important and powerful to me. Um, uh, the antichrist is the angel of light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is the angel of light? It's that Yahweh character. Like we're going to see the son of Yahweh, I believe. Um, what is this new Jerusalem? It is this literal spaceship that comes down over the Holy land. It's a cube. By the way, there's prophecies in every other tradition from Mayan traditions to Hindu traditions to Egyptian traditions all over the world, Norse traditions where the gods return in their celestial perfect cities to live with their people. So I'm telling you right now, think about that. You think it's just in Revelation. That is not a new story, guys. It's not a new story. And by the way, I question Revelation. What is John tripping on is what I want to know. And he's got this whole vision that's supposed to be from Jesus. Yet Jesus is telling you, all through the biblical canon, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God does not come with visible signs. It is not come in the air. It is not come in the sea. It is within you. He's given like the most dangerous message in the world, which is quit looking outside of yourself. Look within. God is within you. By the way, you're part of God. By the way, the God that you seek is within you. And how... That is the most dangerous message of all because it absolutely strips away any control that anyone, any entity, any system, any extraterrestrial, whatever has over you. Now, I'm a big believer in like the Hindu tradition and honoring the gods like honor. Like I believe there are incarnations of this source, just like we're incarnations of this source. I believe there are higher beings that are incarnations of it. But you got to look at where's the root and where's the fruit. Are they here to help? Are they here to bring you love and peace and joy? Are they here to bless you? Are they here to guide you towards source? Are they here to receive worship for themselves? And we see that with the watchers. And we have to ask, 
Were the Watchers actually helping humanity? Were they enlightening them, bringing them the esoteric magic and the things that they needed to survive and thrive? Or this man has gone mad. Shit, you're, you're darn right I have. I've gone mad. I'm insane with this message, guys. And this message will make you crazy too. Okay, you open your third eye, you meditate, you will not live in the world. And remember, Jesus called his followers. He called me and said, you're not in the world. You're not of the world. And we, we kind of take that and we go, you got to be in the world, but not of the world. And he was literally just saying, you're not from around here. In fact, he said, you are not of this cosmon. The Greek word cosmon, which means you are not of this makeup. You are not of this order. That's literally what it means. You look at the Greek on that and you go, wait a minute. I'm not from around here. I'm not of this 3D order. I'm of a different realm. And the whole point of this is to remember who we are, return to that realm, be insane. She loves Africa. Thank you. Yeah, I've gone mad. You need to go mad too. We all need to go mad. Because I think it's madness to live in this system that all it wants to do is oppress, suppress, control, turn us against each other. What could we do if we quit disagreeing? If we all had the spirit of truth and love and light in us, we would take care of each other. We wouldn't disagree. We wouldn't have these BS monetary systems that I have to follow. I got to be in in the world and not of the world. I got to have all these products and services. I got to sell hats and t-shirts or I won't show up here every day. If you vibe with my message and you love what I'm doing, you have to support what I'm doing. Otherwise, I won't be here tomorrow. I hate that about our monetary system. I wish I could just do what I loved and I and there was free land and I could live on it and I could build with my hands what I could gather or barter or trade for. But we wouldn't have this. I wouldn't even be on the internet. What about free energy and free internet and all that stuff? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible in 5D Earth. Uh, we don't says I keep accidentally leaving. I know. Yeah, it's the the algorithm super weird lately, and it literally kicks people out. Like I'm telling you, there's dark forces, and you guys pray for me. Pray light into me because I need it. Pray light into these algorithms. Pray light into my ministry here, my mission, my business. Yeah, it's all of those things. And I made a piece of AI artwork yesterday that's got a guy in a business suit. Half of the business suit is lit up with fractal, trippy, psychedelic energy. And the other half is this 3D gray suit nice trendy looking he's got some blue jeans on it's pretty rad i'll show you guys i'll do a tiktok video of it but that's my reminder to be in the world like i'm here i'm stuck in 3d right now but my consciousness is not here and my mission is not here and i'm doing something totally different here nobody's done what i'm doing on this channel okay like literally nobody has effectively taken faith, spirituality, and paranormal blended them together in a way where it makes sense to the average user. It actually captivates. My videos get hundreds of thousands of views a week, yet I still can't get new followers because I get reports of there's no follow button, the button's gone, or I haven't seen you since that one video or whatever. Like, So I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys, 
You have a good spirit, bro, but calling Jesus Lucifer is a dangerous leap. Absolutely not, my friend. Absolutely not. You need to go look. I challenge you right now. You'll come back to me tomorrow and go, dude, I'm sorry. I was wrong. You go look up Lucifer right now in the Bible. You only got a handful of verses. And if you actually think about what I'm talking about, think about Jesus bearing light against the oppressive God of the Old Testament. And you'll know I'm right. You'll wake up to it and it'll hurt and you'll want to vomit tomorrow because I did in the shower when I realized that God in the Old Testament is actually Hasatan, the Satan, or at least an agent of him, at least an extraterrestrial entity that wanted to control people, be worshipped, and tell people there are no other gods besides me because I'm the man. And the father that Jesus speaks of does not have that attitude. Unless we serve a literal bipolar God, then I'm telling you it's not the same one. Could I be wrong on this? Sure, but I'd rather be wrong and in love and service to others than somehow righteous and judge other people. Because even Jesus himself said, I did not come to call the righteous, but I came to call sinners to repentance. Now, what does that mean? What is sin? Sin is out of vibration. It's out of alignment with the truth of God. What is repentance? That's turn around, turn around, turn around. Stop the BS that's keeping you from God. I'm not talking about, oh, I got all these sins in my life and I'm not righteous. And Hush, right now, hush. I got all these sins in my life. I got to stop doing it. No, no, no. I'm talking about get the heck back into vibration. He taught us how to meditate. He taught us how to fast. He taught us how to pray. By the way, the prayer he gave us was super, super easy. Super easy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they came in peace and love. Um, the first teachers. Yeah. And then what happened? I got to read. I got to read Enoch here, guys. Great, great questions today, by the way. Um, great questions. Let's see. Esther uh, Teresa, thanks for being here, my friend. Um, and that's one of the commitments too to the podcast guys is I'm going to be all over the place. I get people that complain about it, but we were in the top 2% in 2022 on Spotify with, with all the podcasts within the spirituality. Nobody else is doing that guys. And it's because I come on here and I ramble like a lunatic and I follow rabbit trails. And this is a literal psychic card reading like, like, you know, these people that read cards and, and I respect you guys, brothers and sisters. I follow some good sisters on here that are excellent, excellent at reading tarot cards. I believe that comes directly from the father, from source. I do not believe that's evil. I do not believe that that is demonic. I ask, where is the fruit and where is the root? That's literally what Jesus gave us to give us our compass. You can easily tell you don't have to like. It's not fear-based. If you're judging based on fear, A, that's not that ain't rooted in something good right there. Thank you guys for the love. I appreciate that. Uh, all the hearts and likes today that helps push this out. And the gifts, thank you guys that are dropping gifts. I appreciate it. I get like this, guys. There is a spirit on me. There's a flame on my head. I know that. I know there's something going on in the spirit realm. My dogs start acting like absolute jerks. Uh, they're sitting, hush, or leave. They start act, acting like jerks here, and, I, and I'm sorry, guys, but just know this is live, um, and that's one of the things that helped get us to where we're doing is just my authenticity that I approach this with. I, I honestly just don't, I don't know, and I don't 
care to get up here and be right every day. I care to get up here and pour out love and light every day and theorize and look at all of this stuff. Um, yeah. And, and Fred, you know, you're probably right on that. Allah, the best God, uh, because I don't think Allah is the same as the Yahweh character. I think that that's different. Like I, I've read quite a bit of that. And even the Jesus in the Quran is a whole different like vibe. And I really like that Jesus um, because it's like I consider that more of the laughing Jesus. Like, um, we, again, I think a lot's just been covered up about like what what really is going on here. So uh, so respect to you, Fred. God bless you, my friend. Like I said, we got all kinds of people. We got atheists. We got Muslim, Christian, Jew, all kinds of different walks of life in here. And so I'm not coming against anybody. Again, I'm like, keep that in that wineskin, but I'm giving you a new one here. I'm really am giving you the new one, and I'm trying to return the message of Jesus back to to what it was. like. And, and that might be why I keep getting you know on block and shadow ban and stuff on these platforms is I'm actually sharing the truth of what Jesus himself said. I'm not doing it in a judgmental way. I'm doing it in a way that unites people and ignites people within their own faith tradition to look for truth, whatever that may be around them. Um, and I'm teaching people to go within. And when you go within, you're tuned out to all these other frequencies and all these other media sources and the programming you're getting every day. And I'm a big believer in that, guys. you got to refresh and renew your mind. That's exactly why I did my course, Charisma. It's all about meditation and light work within the self. Um, and it's it's literally breaking people free. It's breaking me free. Every time I put a new video in there, it's exactly what uh it's exactly what people need and i'm really really proud to be able to bring that to the world so thank you father thank you source for that um verse two as i continue to ramble on here uh and he arose from thence and went to the ends of the earth and cried aloud to his grandfather enoch so noah's like you know calling out to his grandfather noah said three times with an embittered voice hear me hear me hear me you guys ever have a day like that? Like, come on, ancestors. Come on, God. Come on, whatever. Like, something help me. Something help me. Because I've been there, man. I've been there. Tyler asks, uh, Cub, I'm curious if you've read the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus Christ. It's on my list. It's literally in my phone on the audiobooks right now. I think that's the channeled one, um, which is super interesting to me, and I definitely want to read it because uh, I think there's a lot of value in that, like the Akashic Records and stuff like that. Um, I'm a big believer that the word of God is within us. It's written within our consciousness, not down on a piece of paper. And I love reading what different people get. Like, uh, that's why, like, I, I think revelation is fascinating, but I also take it as other, an, another person's experience of this revelation. And it's like, what frequency was he tapped into at that point? Is he channeling an extraterrestrial prophecy is he channeling an esoteric prophecy? Is he channeling both? Like, I don't know. We have to understand that was a channeled book too. Like we go, oh, it's Revelation. It's it's Jesus talking. Well, why not Dolores Cannon? Why not, um, yeah, why not the Aquarian Gospel? Like, um, I think it's all awesome. So, um, uh, Allah and Jesus is prophet, the best prophet. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have the book, The Prophet by uh, uh, Gibran or Cabron, I think is his name. Uh, but yeah, he was, uh, he wrote a really interesting book called the prophet. And then I have Jesus, the book that he wrote, uh, which is all from, uh, more of a, a Muslim standpoint and it's beautiful, beautiful book. And I think everybody should read it, understand. I think we should all read everything. 
You should read Hindu texts. You should read Buddhist texts. You should read Muslim texts. You should read Christian and Hebrew texts. You should read channeled texts from the Akashic Records to understand who you are. Esoteric B says, no Facebook today. Yeah, so Facebook's got me all wonky. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, I don't know what they're doing, but I've had like hundreds of thousands of likes and comments in the past like several days, and I've grown by 10 followers. 10! Like, I get all these notifications and all these comments and all of these likes on the reels, and nobody's following. And it's like, I think they took away my, my follow button. I've had a lot of reports of like, oh, there's no way to follow you. Um, I've been going back and forth with their support team. I don't know if somebody's reporting me just being a total jerk, uh, or what's going on. Yeah. They're trying to cat me. Absolutely. And, and by the way, I, I just gotta be honest guys. I do make money from Facebook and whoever's doing this or whatever entity's doing this or algorithm is hurting me financially very, very severely. And I'm talking about, I haven't even made half the money that I normally make in a month and it's about to roll over. And that's literally what pays my bills. So when I'm over here pushing my course and I've got a new hat or a t-shirt or whatever, and I tell you, go hit up my website, cubkuker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. I mean it because I want to show up here tomorrow. And this is not a fear-based thing. It's just like, I'm here to, I got to sell. I got to hustle. And I got to get this message out there. And you guys that want to support me, you know it. And you go do it. And I'm so thankful. We're going to have new Mythos members. Our Mythos community is awesome. We got a bunch of Mythos members in here today. It's nine bucks a month and you get a private community. You get a private YouTube channel, behind the scenes videos, special updates. You get the incredible community and live Zoom style calls every Saturday. Like it's really rad for nine bucks a month. You can't beat that. And then if you get a Charisma membership right now for 29 bucks a month, I give you a free Mythos membership. So why not do that? Like why not come and meditate with me, learn my process and my system, learn all of these things, how you can actionably start taking those steps to do the light work in your life. Um, and then you get mythos as well. So I, I've made it a no brainer for everybody. There's no reason I should suffer financially. There's no reason I shouldn't build this empire that I'm building, which is for all of us here. Okay. It's for you guys. It's for me. It's for everyone. It's so my family can eat and I can grow my family. I want to have a family right now. I have dogs. I want to have some kids at some point. Um, I want to build a facility for this where we can actually have events. I can't do that without support and I'm, and I'm okay with that. And I'm dang proud to bring that here. So, um, verse three, as I continue to ramble, Noah said three times, hear me, hear me, hear me. Verse four. And I said unto him, tell me what is it that is falling out on the earth that the earth is in such an evil plight and shaken less perchance I shall perish with it. So Noah's asking Enoch, what the heck is going on? So, like the earth is about to implode here. I see it sinking. I see it sinking into 3D. I see all the earthquakes. I see all the what. We don't know what was going on, but he's like, I mean, how many of y'all feel that way right now? Like what's going on with the earth? Like I, I feel that way. Like, but I don't know that it's so much sinking as it's ascending and it's causing all of this commotion across the board. And then verse five, and thereupon there was a great commotion on the earth and the voice was heard from heaven and I fell on my face and Enoch my grandfather came and stood by me and said unto me why hast thou cried unto me with a bitter cry and weeping a command has gone forth from the presence of the Lord concerning those who dwell on the earth that their ruin is accomplished because they have learnt all the secrets of the angels 
and all the violence of the Satans and all their powers, the most secret ones. Okay, so this is interesting to me. This is kind of an accusation against the people of Earth here and the angels. We kind of see all of this going on. And I have to honestly ask here, and this is where I really get honest here, is like, obviously there was a lot of violence. People couldn't handle it. But like, what type of God doesn't want their children to know magic, to understand how to uh, be of a higher consciousness, to understand how to manifest more like what type of God wants to trap them in a 3D prison and then say, you know, you've got to go through all this and then you have to believe this. And if you don't, I'm going to throw you into hell. Like, I don't understand that. That does not make sense. It never has to me. And that's just my question here that I'm just openly asking, openly asking. Yeah. William says, Bible says birth pains. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Carison says, why are you surprised we've been knowing this was to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not that surprised. I, it's just annoying and disheartening. And I've got to get back in the groove and keep hustling and flow. That's one of the hardest things for me. I, I'll, I'll hustle so hard and then I don't take time to meditate, to clear my mind, to just be in source. Um, and then I hustle and I worry about money. And like, I mean, who doesn't? But being a spiritual practitioner, it's all the harder because... Uh, I was listening to a Bonavir uh, song last night. He's got a great concert on N NPR on YouTube. And he's got a song, and he says, Gnosis don't pay the bills. And I was like, wait a minute. Dude, no wonder I like this guy. Like, uh, Bonavir, like, he wrote tons of music for a bunch of different movies. And Don't Look Up on Netflix, one of my favorite movies. He wrote the final track on that movie. Absolutely beautiful song. Um, but... He says, Gnosis don't pay the bills. And I'm like, that ain't no kidding. Like, you know, you can know all the secrets of the universe, but you still can't buy bread. Like, what a weird dichotomy to be in. Like, what the heck? And so so I'm in I'm in a process of of relearning everything, relearning all the 10x training that I've had, applying it with spiritual principles, doing it all responsibly, making sure I build something sustainable, something strong, something multi-pointed something I can hustle and flow into and that is not just built on money, 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 but is built on it actually surviving and thriving and bringing the message to the masses. So with that said, I have to be really authentic to the text and what I believe it to be. And that's what I'm doing here in Enoch. Verse eight, it says all the power of those who practice sorcery and the power of witchcraft and the power of those who make molten images for the whole earth and how silver is produced from the dust of the earth, and how soft metal originates in the earth. For lead and tin are not produced from the earth like the first. It is a fountain that produces them, and an angel stands therein, and that angel is preeminent. What the heck does that mean? Like, I, I don't know, guys. Um, this is where a lot of people get the whole witchcraft idea. This is where a lot of people... I mean, Jesus himself was accused of being a sorcerer and witchcraft. And like, so again, I have to ask, like, where is Jesus in all of this message? And, and can these two documents stand together? Or did Jesus come against this? Did he come against this judgment to return people to the truth of what they are? Um, and again, that's that's why I support uh, anyone who has esoteric magic gifts, what the Bible would call spiritual gifts. Um, what most evangelical churches like to call heresy or witchcraft or don't do that, don't go there, don't blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, if you're in love and it's coming from the source from creator, then what's the problem? Uh, because there's obviously a lot of ET gods that didn't like this and wanted the earth to stay in a certain vibration or a certain order. And I don't understand it all. I'm just saying you get to a point where you got to question what is this versus what Jesus was talking about. Is there a higher galactic order he was part of? Like, you know, uh, was he the avatar incarnation of like a certain extraterrestrial race that's actually like the God race in the universe that understands the source and truth and the magic and wants to enlighten humanity, help everyone return. And then you have other, other warring extraterrestrial races. This is not about human races, guys. I'm not tying any human race to an extraterrestrial race. It's not about that. I'm just talking about on a consciousness level, on a galactic and interdimensional level. Are, is there not battles and wars going on? And that's kind of what I see that's really happening with all of this. So, um, let's see, uh, if you just help other humans, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. Uh, that just melt melted my face. Esoteric B said, well, thank you very much. Um, and so I'm going to finish here with verse nine. And after that, my grandfather Enoch took hold of me by my hand and raised me up and said unto me, Go, for I have asked the Lord of Spirits as touching this commotion on earth. Um, wow. I mean, um, let me let me do verse 10 here, actually. So we, we have we end on an even number. And he said unto me, because of their unrighteousness, their judgment has been determined upon and shall not be withheld by me forever because of their sorceries, which they have searched out and learnt the earth and those who dwell upon it shall be destroyed. Okay. Again, what kind of God destroys the creation rather than correcting? Um, what kind of God doesn't want its kids to ascend and become like it, right? Like, I mean, I just have to ask those questions guys. And, um, you know, it's, he's called the Lord of Spirits here. He's called the Lord. He's called the Lord of Righteousness. Lots of different, like, titles for it. And I have to wonder, is Enoch speaking with some sort of divine counsel rather than, like, actually God's source? Because Jesus talks about no man has stood before the Father. Uh, Jesus talks about his God is the God of spirit, not the God of flesh. We even hear earlier in Enoch that this Lord that God, that, that Enoch is talking to is the Lord or the God of flesh and that he will pour out judgment on that flesh. And so again, we got Jesus reminding us, Hey, keep all that in its own bottle, its own wine skin. I've got something new for you. And I think that's what we need to remember when we read stuff like this is it's not always cut and dry. We've been told a narrative for a long time that somehow this is the most high God. The God in the old Testament is the most high God. We've tried to tie Jesus to that. We've mixed the wine, and I think it's time to start. Like, let's leave it, preserve all that tradition. It's beautiful. Let's try to understand it. But it's like, let's take the message of Jesus as a separate yogic message, a yogic message of love, and let's practice that. That's what that's what my my mission is here is that actual practice. What's up, Jason? I didn't see you in here. Thank you, my brother. Um, a father God that wants to teach his own children. And not have them misled by others, William says. Um, yeah, I mean, I it, that's really easy to say. I mean, that's like the that's the belief system that's been, or as I call it, the BS that's been pushed on people in churches for 
thousands of years and it confuses people because all of a sudden you've got this alcoholic bipolar absolutely jerk of a father that literally i mean you got people like moses and abraham have to like bargain with him i mean you got i mean what's what's the whole sacrifice of you know you got abraham uh with the whole sacrifice thing and, and then there's orbs in there and like all this weird stuff and it's like why do you gotta bargain with god i don't have to bargain with my father my father pours through me because he is in me my father meets me in the mind in meditation he meets me in my heart he meets me in the healing and the restoration and the forgiveness he doesn't meet me in a place of judgment he doesn't meet me in a place of righteousness he didn't call me to be right. He called me to be in love, in love with the process, in love with his creation, in love with you guys, in love with myself. Hallelujah. Absolutely. So unfortunately, your theology falls apart. And I'm saying yours because I'm saying mine. Somehow justifying all of these actions, literally millions and millions and millions and millions of unalivings in the Old Testament in the name of love. And what have we done with it since then? Because we're serving a God that wants blood. And my God doesn't want blood. He wants my heart. He wants the energy within me because he is within me. He wants that energy to magnify. And all these judgments on the 3D, that's for the extraterrestrials that wanted to be worshipped. But my God... He just wants to be experienced and he wants me to wake up and realize that I'm a part of him and he wants me to love others. And my God, while I may have extraterrestrial family or relatives or a council that's guiding the light within me, which is awesome and I think they deserve honor and respect, the one true source that I go to every single day is what the Hindu calls Brahman is what the Buddhist calls source, is what Jesus called his Father in spirit and in truth. Amen. A mystical union. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't forget, guys, you have a divine mother. I won't talk about that today, but that's something I'm coming to grap grappling with, you know, and really trying to understand. It's something I've never really been taught. When you understand the actual tradition of early Christianity and Jesus himself, you're going to understand what Mary Magdalene was. She was the incarnation of the Divine Mother. He was the incarnation of the Divine Father. And we got to understand that. And to me, they work together, and we need both. So, I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Go check out my website, cubcooker.com. You guys want to keep seeing me show up here, no matter what the platforms do to me, as long as I'm getting supported over on my website through the products, services, and the community over there. Um, that's, why, that's how I can keep showing up here. So thank you, guys. I love you. God bless you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Tamit. Thank you, William. Thank you, uh, Nirvana Dream. Thank you, Autumn. Thank you, Jason. What's up, brother, again? Uh, we got a lot of people on here today, so thank you guys. Uh, Mystic Lounge, thank you for the love. Namaste. Be beautiful. I love you guys. Have an awesome, awesome day. I'll see you back 3 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on TikTok. I'm going to be on TikTok from now on, uh, and I'm going to distribute to other platforms. If they're going to hurt me on other platforms, it's easier for me to just go live here and do this. So um, I love you guys, but this will be on Facebook, YouTube, 
uh, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you can find it. Love you guys. Peace.